What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Let's talk about Kirk Cousins getting this another, uh, another year extension deal. Guaranteed money. Absolute G. Okay, business-wise, absolutely. No he came into the NFL. Everybody sees Kirk Cousins now. He came into the NFL. He's backing up RG3 in the same building during the same years in the same draft class. Very uncomfortable, very awkward. Then from now, the exposés that we heard about the Washington football team's operation from them, the ability to just stay locked in, lead them to a couple wins, get franchise tag, franchise tag. Then he, if the behind-the-scenes footage is correct, he used the Jets as leverage yeah. against the Vikings and got a fully guaranteed contract, which we all thought this is going to be the new precedent for all quarterbacks. It did not. Now he's getting more guaranteed numbers over there with a new head coach. You think Kirk Cousins can win over there? You, that's the big question. Can Kirk Cousins win a Super Bowl that is worthy of all this money he's getting guaranteed paid? Do you think he can or no? I don't think so. Oh, Dan! Wow. Oh, Dan! Hey, yo. Welcome to the Viking Age podcast, episode number 138. We do this every Monday and Thursday night, 6.15 Central Time. Make sure you subscribe, like, comment, do all that YouTube stuff. Make sure you never miss an episode. I am Chris Shad, noted Kirk Stan, and with me is co-host and managing editor of The Viking Age, Adam Patrick. We're going to kick off this show talking about a man that is just oozing machismo, Mr. Kirk Cousins. We usually call this checking down with Kirk if you're new to the show, but today things are looking up with Kirk because he gets a one-year extension, $35 million, gets a raise to $40 million next season. The Vikings smooth out the cap hit. They get $14 million in cap relief, but that's because the deal holds two voidable years in 2023 and 2024, uh, which pushes more money down the road. So, He's got a no trade clause as well. So this is basically an ironclad deal. You will like this, whether you like that or not, Adam. What do you think about the deal? Because Kirk Cousins is back. I got my jersey on. I got my snap back. I am dressed like a Kirk Stan. I am ready to go for this episode. Let's do this, man. Let's go. Uh, Yeah, I mean, I don't really have a choice. Uh Nobody does at this point. Uh, Kirk Cousins and his agent made it that way that we, the Vikings do not have a choice until 2024 unless Kirk Cousins wants out of Minnesota, which I have no reason why he would want out of Minnesota. He's got the, the coach who, uh, you know, used to work with him and raved about him. And, uh, you know, he's going to have everything go right for him finally. You know, finally he's going to have an offensive-minded coach. You know, they're going to have a... a a defense that maybe will work, maybe it won't. Uh, they're going to have, you know, better coaches. 
Uh, I keep mentioning that because that's all I can I can think of because that's really all that's changed with the Vikings because we thought, you know, coming in uh, by bringing in Quasi Adolfo Mensa and Kevin O'Connell and even getting rid of Eric Sugarman, like this, we're, we're going to see some big changes with the Vikings. You know, they're they're gonna they're gonna move on from Kirk or or figure out a way to move on from him in a year. But no, they they double down and they want to be, as the owners have said in, in the recent past, super competitive. In 2022, they feel like clearly that. Mike Zimmer was the one holding this team back, and and Kevin O'Connell, the rookie head coach, um, and and Quasi Adolfo Mensa are going to come in and just fix everything immediately and get this team, you know, back into the playoffs, contending, you know, into the NFC Championship, a Super Bowl contender, especially because Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady are back, because they're so they're not going to be in the way, um, and they're going to be able to build a, this great roster with all the cap space that they still don't have because uh, they cleared cap space with Kirk Cousins, but they're still over the cap uh, still until I think Wednesday is the deadline. So uh, I don't really have a choice to be angry or happy with this. Oh, okay. I'm definitely not happy about it. Um, but I, I just, I, I'm curious to what the Vikings plan is because they did still give themselves an out. Um, next year kind of they can they can draft somebody next year if they if they feel like they're worthy uh maybe pick up some extra picks if they can trade uh daniel hunter or dalvin cook or or somebody else and then use those picks to trade up in the draft next year to get a quarterback that they want groom him and then have him come in 2024 but one thing is for sure barring injury kirk cousins will be the vikings starting quarterback for the next two seasons and I would love to be optimistic and excited about that. Um, but the past 10 years of his career are evidence enough to me to not be excited about that. I'm still going to root for the Vikings. still want them to succeed. But my optimism where, you know, where my optimism was when O'Connell and, and Adolfo Mensah first came in, it's much lower now that this this happened. I don't care if it's one year or not. It is it is much lower. What are your thoughts? This is like putting a fresh coat of can or a fresh coat of paint over Camp Crystal Lake. You know what I mean? It, it's just kind of like you have a lot of the same things. And I think part of the excitement when Quasi Adolfo Mensa came and then you hired Kevin O'Connell was that this could be a new era. This could be something that. The Vikings could use to start over, kind of refuel and get everything together for a push in 2023 and 2024. At this point, this is another year, just like 2020 and 2021, where the Vikings probably don't have the horses to make a prolonged run in the NFC, but they also are in a situation where their jobs are on the line. And part of this, I think, is on the ownership. Quasi only got a four year deal. Most GMs get about you know, six or seven year deal so they can enact what they want to do. I don't know what Ryan Pace got, but I assume it's longer and he's doing things like trading Khalil Mack for draft picks over in Chicago. So if his contract is only four years, you look at what he has to do to make this team competitive and and yeah, okay. You figured out the quarterback and that's like a hard decision to make, right? But you still need to upgrade your offensive line. 
You probably need some depth at receiver. You need some edge rushers. You need uh, interior linemen that are built for the 3-4. You need a couple of linebackers. You need an entire secondary. I don't really understand this whole push to eight or nine wins, which is what this whole thing is about. And the fact that they gave him a no trade clause and voidable years, it makes my head hurt. Even though I'm jokingly wearing a Kirk Cousins jersey in this snapback, are which you, I'm going to turn around because I'm are you, 35. Are you joking? Are you, hey, I'm 34, so I got one more year I can wear this like this. Oh, oh gotcha, gotcha, yeah. But, <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I'm the guy with the bed in the back of the shot right now because I can't figure out how to get it out. So we'll, we'll work on that for future episodes. I That's why the camera is moving if you're watching us live on YouTube. But, I, I mean, I just want to know, is Mike McCartney going to go into the Hall of Fame as an agent? Do they induct agents into the Hall of Fame? Because once again, this guy got his client a top dollar deal. Uh, this was in the Star Tribune. Cousins has made $228.9 million since his first franchise tag year in 2016 he's gotten 185 million dollars from the vikings all the go barely 500 with one playoff win so if i ever am in need of an agent i am calling mike mccartney and i personally advocate for his bus to be in canton yeah per playoff win i mean you can't get any better than those those numbers i mean 230 million per playoff win that's a pretty good uh pretty good salary um yeah I, uh, he's, if you're a player, he's a great, great agent. He's going to get you as much money as possible. I think he's, uh, the agent for, for Ryan Jensen too, who just resigned with the, the Bucks today after Brady went back. Um, but yeah, he's a great agent for the players. But if you are looking for an agent, and I don't even know how many are out there like this. I think like a lot of agents are probably out there for the players because they get a certain percentage from the players. But if you're, looking for a player that will help out your team. Uh, this is not the person to work with. He's not going to, especially when it comes to the quarterbacks, especially Kirk Cousins, he's trying to get the most uh, for his client. That's his job. Um, and, you know, Kirk can be the one and step in and be like, you know what, I, I don't need this much money because I want, you know, the, the, the team to be able to, you know, build – the rest of the team uh, with this extra 10 or $15 million that, that essentially that really I don't need, like it's not, we know he doesn't live in a $20 million mansion. Uh, so it's not like he ha needs all this money to keep up with, with payments. Um, you look at Tom Brady who just came back. I think he's getting paid like 25 million. He is the greatest quarterback in the NFL and he's coming back and playing for $25 million. But Kirk Cousins has to play for 35 or, or 40 Like, I, I don't know. And then he, like, he tweets out afterwards, let's go get this, this Lombardi. Like, you know, read the room, man. Like, you guys have missed the playoffs three of the last four years. You think just because you got extended and you got a new head coach, like, here we go. They were, let's, let's, we got the players. Let's go right away. Our defense wasn't terrible last year. We can just fix it with, with someone else who maybe he's good. Maybe he's not. Um, so yeah, I just, Mike McCartney, he's good. I listened to, I listened to a podcast, I think with him, uh, that was recorded a little bit after Kirk signed his first deal with the Vikings. And he heavily emphasized getting, uh, his clients shorter deals because, it gave the leverage to the players 
It gave them more guaranteed money, um, which is great for the players. Once again, not good for a team because that they don't really have a lot of outs. You get your money and that's it. And um, that apparently that's what the Vikings want to do. I am curious to see how much or not see, but hear how much influence you did mention the ownership, how much influence they had on this decision. Did they just hire uh, Adolfo Mensa and Kevin O'Connell because they were the ones that were okay with the Vikings keeping her cousins? Were they did they get hired because they weren't really going to go against the grain of what ownership wanted? Were somebody maybe like Jim Harbaugh, who's known to kind of conflict a little bit with with higher ups, might have done something like that? Where like, okay, this guy doesn't want to negotiate, let's get him out of here. Where you know, Quasi and uh, O'Connor are like, what? Let's do whatever we have to do. Let's do whatever we have to do to keep him. And for some reason, ownership just uh, hasn't lost faith in the guy. Uh, and, and I don't know how to explain that. Like, why do you fire all these people and then keep the guy that they just got fired for signing? What? Yeah. <laughs> how does that make sense? It doesn't. I mean, so it only makes sense in a realm that they're trying to save their job. Which, again, why did you fire Zimmer and Spielman in the first place if you're going to do this? Like, if you wanted Kirk Cousins and the whole band to come back together, why are you going ahead and bringing everybody back? Because it just seems like another waste of time. It's running the same team back. And I think there's going to be changes as we move along here. But I think that the Vikings were just content to go 8-9, and 9-8, and eight, stay in the hunt, and whatever. There, There is a part of this bit for, uh, excuse me, fan base that is just okay with that. That's okay with going eight and nine or nine and eight and being in the hunt and having important games in December. I'm sorry, but last December was not fun. I realized they were in the hunt. I was bored off my ass watching the Rams game. I was even more bored watching. So the were the Packers fans in the stadium destroyed. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I mean, like, here's my biggest thing with Kirk and, and this is just the way I see it and the way I thought they should trade him is because I think he's a culture problem. This whole team was every man for himself last year. And even if you have Kevin O'Connell coming in and saying, no, we're going to be a collaborative and we're going to be smart and everything. Okay, all that stuff goes out the window when you talk about Garrett Bradbury as a suitable NFL center. Because if you had even watched the tape, you would see him getting forklift by Akeem Hicks, Aaron Donald, or anybody who's remotely close to 300 pounds. So, I mean, there's a Pinocchio moment there. Then you talk about Kirk Cousins and his leadership and stuff. Like, they basically hired a Kirk stand to be the head coach of the Minnesota Vikings. The guy has a signed autographed jersey of Kirk Cousins in his office. Like, can you imagine if you're Justin Jefferson and, like, Kirk checks down to C.J. Ham, assuming he's still on the roster. I don't know. But let's say Kirk just has a whole bunch of check downs and whatever, and it's not a great game for Jefferson. Maybe he only gets targeted at the end of the game. And he goes into uh, Kevin O'Connell's office and goes, hey, uh, I got a problem. And he looks up and he sees an autographed jersey of the guy throwing him the ball that he's just about to rip in half. And, oh, you got a problem? Never mind. I'm good, Mm -hmm. coach. Like, Mm -hmm. I I don't know. I I think Jefferson overall likes Kirk, but I could see this being a problem down the road where Jefferson's just like, hey, if you're going to not throw me the ball and cover two when the plays are literally designed to go to me, which I think a lot of the plays in this offense are going to be, we're going to have problems. And I think you tweeted earlier in the day that Jefferson 
didn't tweet or put anything on his Instagram congratulating Cousins. And a lot of people got mad that, at me. A lot. Yeah, of people a lot. Got and mad at and me. the counter to that is that, well, if he did tweet something, at least it wasn't something like it's time for a new beginning or whatever. Stephon Correct. Diggs tweeted out at Kirk Cousins' last extension. So. Mm-hmm. This is just such nobody a did massive. actually. I think I think Thielen was the only one that that tweeted or said anything, and people were like, "Well, not everyone lives on social media." And I'm like, "These dudes do." Like these twenty one and twenty two year olds, like Instagram, yeah. Twitter. Yeah, like don't tell me they don't live on social media. Just Jefferson went live today on his Instagram. Like you can't tell me that he doesn't care about like his followers and what they. He has a YouTube channel. Come on. Yeah. Like he didn't post he like like when when Jamar Chase gets rookie of the year, he posts stuff about that and like Joe Burrow like but silence, like no graphic. Even Dalvin Cook, like Dalvin Cook didn't post anything. He's he posts stuff on on his social social media outlets or whatever. Nobody. Just Thielen. Thielen and Cousins. That's it. And you want to you want to say it's stupid. Don't don't look into that. That's today's world. Like, it matters. Like, Kyler Murray doesn't sc- scrape his Instagram account for no reason. Like, it's not just for fun anymore. Diggs didn't just do that for fun. Like, Daniel Hunter didn't do, do that for fun. This is what's going on. Like, this is how you figure things out. And there's nothing. There's nothing from, from Jefferson. And I would like to say, you you, you mentioned, that, like, uh, Jefferson or whatever is, is fine with Kirk Cousins. I would say that he tolerates him more than this like yeah he's he's okay with his him as his quarterback i would say he tolerates he doesn't really have he doesn't have a choice anymore unless he forces a trade which i don't think he's gonna do i think he's gonna he he seems like like things gotta go really bad he just got a, a coach an offensive coach that he he thinks okay this guy's gonna build around me everything seems to indicate that that's what's gonna happen um so if i was him i would be very excited about O'Connell. So I, I don't know. <laughs> and the one thing that I would point out, like, I don't want to sit here and be like negative, negative, negative. Like this deal is negative. This sucks. The Vikings suck and whatever, because I mean, there is some value to this. I mean, you get stability at the quarterback position, despite all the roster holes. And mm-hmm. Kevin O'Connell has been talking about getting the best version of Kirk Cousins. All right, we all know that the situation around Kirk Cousins determines if Kirk Cousins is successful, right? And I think this is the best situation that Kirk Cousins has had possibly ever in his career. Like Washington. Not 2018? Like better in 2018, I would say. The defense isn't as good. Because the the coach. Yes. Well, well, here, here's what I'm saying. So, So you have a better offense. I mean, you know, you get Irv Smith Jr. back, which I'm not exactly sure he's going to break out because he's been injured the last two years. Yep. But you get Irv Smith Jr. over Kyle Rudolph. You have Justin Jefferson as the best receiver in the NFL. I would say he's slightly above Stephon Diggs. I, I mean, they're yep. both top tier guys. So, I mean, yep. you're it's just who you prefer at that point. Yep. Adam Thielen's a good number two. He was also on that 2018 team. And then you also, I, I mean, the Vikings, they cannot half-ass this and just be like okay yeah we extended kirk and now we're just going to build this thing Uh -uh. you have to go all in you have to dive in right now i don't think half of these veterans that are being rumored like to be going away are going to go away because they need to win like they need to win you can't just pay kirk 
35, 40 million dollars and oh Trade whoops, hunter. we went yeah. six and eleven. Like yeah. it, it's it's just one of those things. And now you have a coach that wants to be buddy buddy with him, that wants to, I mean, I guarantee you he's not gonna be late to a weekly meeting because the linebacker meeting ran long or something. I don't know if that actually happened, but it wouldn't surprise me. Like I, I just envisioned Zimmer in those meetings with Kirk Cousins with a clock on the wall. And I mean, you probably went to college or like school or anything. And you know, you ever been in a class and the professor just drones on and you're just like staring at the clock, like, Oh my God, the clock's going away. When is this going to end? Like that was Mike Zimmer in those meetings. So now you have Kevin O'Connell who's got the Jersey in his office and everything. (laughs) There's no more excuses. Like we've said that in, in what sucks is like, we've said this over the past three years, like now Kirk's got an offensive line. Now Kirk's got an offensive coordinator. Now Kirk has this. Now Kirk has that. Everything, the stars are aligned for this guy to lead this team and not just lead this team to the seven seed and get obliterated by Tom Brady. They take this team and make an expanded playoff run. And I don't know how you do that with, you know, a no trade clause and an ironclad contract locking you down. But I trust that Quasi Adolfo Mensa and Kevin Mulcano are smarter football people than I am. Maybe we all get burned by that, but that is how I'm viewing this deal. So while I'm frustrated, I can see what the Vikings are thinking, and I can see how they can say, hey, if we do this, this is going to work. I'm skeptical, but I mean, there there's a way this could work. You say there's no excuses, but they had this great opportunity to have excuses this year in 2022 they had a great opportunity to like have a clean slate they got a brand new regime coming in they can you know clear cap space uh acquire draft picks get the roster ready for 2023 and they said no they said this team is a coach away you know we've got the players now to contend and if you've watched this team from the, over the past four years, I'm sorry, I don't know what team you you're watching. Even just the two, just the last two years, what team are you watching that makes you think this team is a is a coach away from contending for the Super Bowl? That you think they can beat the Bucks with Tom Brady? That they can beat uh, Aaron Rodgers in Lambeau in the playoffs? That they can beat Matthew Stafford in the Rams? Like this 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 team is not a coach away, like. They need a lot of help. They have a lot of bad contracts that that the regime left over uh, for them to deal with, and ownership's just like, no, we don't. We don't want to draft another rookie quarterback. We we went through it with Teddy and Christian Ponder and Tavares Jackson, and it didn't work. So why would it work now? Uh, so we don't want to do that. We want to stick with Kirk Cousins because we know he's not going to mess up. But, you know, maybe he'll maybe maybe Kevin O'Connell will be able to get the most out of him, like just like uh, nobody else has ever in his career. Like you can say that you're going to get the most out of Kirk Cousins and set him up for the most success possible. But you cannot be on the field with him inside his head when he's on the field and somebody's rushing at him and he's like, oh, I'm going to throw it to, to the tight end and not even look downfield to Justin Jefferson, because if I throw to the tight end, it's probably not going to get picked off. If I throw to Justin Jefferson, it might be a touchdown, might be an incompletion, might be a pass interference, but it might get picked off. 
so I can't make that play. You, It doesn't matter what you do to set him up for success. He's still going to be the same guy on the field unless you are literally throwing the ball for him. And, like, I don't understand why this is so hard to understand. People get mad and, like, why are you hating, you know, why are you a Kirk hater? First off, that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard in my life, a Kirk hater. I don't hate the guy. Why, why is it... Why is it bad to want this team to have a quarterback, not even a quarterback, just, just just have this team better set up to contend in the future? The ownership talks about wanting to have sustained success, but they have no idea how to build that because they have no patience. Everything that they've done in the past, were like, oh, that's not going to work. So that, that then work, work with Rick Spielman. So it can't work with a brand new regime because, you know, they're, they're going to be the same thing like. What like what is the point of all this? Why why are we like are the Vikings like my my main question is is ownership holding this team back from from contending from from getting that sustained success that the ownership wants? Like they want this, but they're like eh, we don't wanna we don't wanna be four and twelve or, or or two and fifteen or whatever. Like, but that might have to happen. And I'm I'm not saying tank. Don't do that, but like you might have to be bad to get really good. Look at the Bengals. Look at the Cardinals. Like, look at those teams. They were bad. They got a good quarterback. Guess what? Now they're back and they're going to be contending for a while. Not everyone is the Chiefs where they just get lucky and, you know, stumble upon Patrick Mahomes right after they had Alex Smith. Not every team is like that. You, most teams, you have to suck, get a good quarterback. And then build around that quarterback. But the Vikings are like, we tried that. That's not going to work. So whatever. here, he, yeah, one swing and you're out. But here, here's the counter to that. I, I will say this. Look at the Baltimore Ravens. The Ravens yeah. were kind of in this middling stretch for a while there too, right? Yeah. So they had a lot of good pieces, but they had a quarterback that was very Kirk-like. Like Joe Flacco yeah. and Kirk Cousins are probably eh, he won a, Super a lot Bowl, similar. Yeah, uh, yeah, he got hot and won a Super Bowl. That's why everybody <laughs> looks at Kirk and goes, "Yeah, well, he could get hot. Look at what Joe Flacco did. No. Look what Eli Manning did." <laughs> but, but I mean, they were like, I don't think they ever got, oh my god, bad. Like maybe they had a six-win season mixed in there. I think they but, were five and eleven. I think they were five and eleven once. Yeah, I so. and I think that was due to some injuries, which yeah, I think you know, Flacco did sometimes. Yeah, he got hurt and stuff. Yeah. So, th- a couple years later, you know. Lamar Jackson falls in their lap at 32. They take the quarterback and he winds up being a franchise guy. The Vikings had an opportunity to do this last year when Mac Jones was sitting there at 14 and the Vikings went, Nope, we're going to trade down and get some seventh round picks that Mike Zimmer won't play. tackle." Yeah. And and I mean, Christian Derrissaw could be good in the long run. Like that's fine. But I mean, Mac Jones was sitting there. And I mean, if Mac Jones is in Minnesota, A, does he have the same success that he had in New England? I don't know about that because they basically locked Kellen Mond in a closet and like didn't tell him to come out yeah. until they needed him. <laughs> yeah, so we have no I, idea about him. Yeah, I mean, Mac Jones could have been sitting behind Sean Mannion for a year. Like that <laughs> that's a very likely outcome. <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I mean, there is a way to kind of keep this thing around 500 and you know, wind up locking into a quarterback. I mean, we don't know what the 2023 class is going to look like. We know we have Bryce Young and we got CJ Stroud. And then outside of that, I mean, 
shoot, I, look at Joe Burrow. I mean, no, that guy was going to go undrafted before his 2019 season. Then he goes completely bonkers with Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson. And look at him now. He was the number one pick. He went to the Super Bowl. Uh, you know, this is probably a worse example, but Zach Wilson was another pop-up guy where yeah. nobody really, you know, thought too much of him before the season. He has you know, a very good a 2020. Year. He's the second, yeah. yeah, he's the second overall pick in the draft. People can pop up. And I don't think there's any of those pop-up guys in this class. I think they're all kind of lumped in. Even Malik Willis, who I like a lot. Like I especially after the extension, I don't think they're gonna trade up and draft him now. If they didn't like this no. class, I, I mean I totally understand if they want to wait till mm-hmm. 2023 and see what happens. Mm-hmm. But I, I think there's kind of there's more than one way to do it, is what I'm trying to say. And I mean it doesn't really justify the Kirk extension, but I mean we kind of fixate on okay, we got to do the Madden thing. We got to trade everybody. We got to go all the way down. We got to get first round picks and build that way. And, and sometimes, you know, I mean, Quasi even said this himself, the draft is random and and you can yeah. just find a quarterback that way. So I, I would not recommend it, but you know, it, hell, it, like it, it's a way of Quasi's thinking. And I bet you he's, he's looking at Baltimore and going like, Hey, we can do that here. We got enough pieces to stay competitive until we need to find somebody. Like, I can totally see that happening. Yeah, say what you want about the Bears and how they've run their organization over the last few years, but they were, I'm not going to say smart enough because they drafted this guy in the first place, but wise enough to move on from Mitchell Trubisky and draft Justin Fields. That is what you need to do. Like, they traded so much to get Mitchell Trubisky. And they're like, you know what? We're wrong. We're we're wrong about this guy, and we're gonna we're gonna start over. And they got Justin Fields, who seems like he might have uh, a better chance of being successful than Mitchell Trubisky, who is a starter again with the Steelers, maybe unless they draft somebody. Um, but yeah, like they they did it. The Colts just did it with Carson Wentz. The, the Colts just gave up a bunch of assets to get Carson Wentz, and after a year, a year, they were like. No, no, this isn't this isn't <laughs> going to happen. But the Vikings, after four years and one playoff win, are like, Kirk isn't the problem. He's not the problem. I'm not saying he is the entire problem, but the way that this team is set up currently and what, you know, needs to happen in the future in order for them to be consistently successful like ownership wants to, Extending Kirk is not was not the decision to make. Like you needed his money to build the rest of the roster. Like what the Vikings did with with Bridgewater and how they like they were able to build that defense. Mike Zimmer was able to have an elite defense because they had a rookie quarterback. Because they were able to spend on on that defense, spend on not only on starters, but on depth. Like, look at the depth on this team. The Vikings, like defensive depth, who what, Chris Boyd is their second corner. Who's their safety now? Xavier Woods just just left. I mean, Cameron Bynum was pretty good, but um, like who's who's their second defensive end? Like DJ Wanham is your second defensive end. Like what, you have no depth at all because you can't afford to to buy anybody or sign anybody, and and they everyone's just like, no, we're we're good, we're good. We got a new coach, so and a new defensive, you know, scheme and everything. We're good. We're, we'll be we'll be fine. And it's like, I hope so, but I don't have a lot of confidence that that's the case. But I don't know. I just 
I don't think it was the right decision. I'm not going to sit here and, and, and just whine about it all the time. Like, I feel like this should be like one of the only times we talk about this extension because there's nothing that can be done about it unless, unless the Vikings plan is to make Kirk Cousins absolutely miserable this year and force him to want out of Minnesota next year, which I feel like is incredible, going to be, would be incredibly impossible because Kirk Cousins would let, never let you know that he was mad in the first place. He would just like walk like with his head down and be like, yeah, it's fine. Um, so yeah, this, it is what it is. And I will get excited if the Vikings are successful. My just my optimism around this team. I'm usually very optimistic when it comes. Sometimes too optimistic. Like every year, I'll predict them to win like 11 games, even when Kirk Cousins was the quarterback. But just like this, this kind of took a, a little bit of air out of like it, it deflated my optimism when when this news came yesterday. It being a one year deal though makes it a little better. But like. Still, I'm just like, this should have been like the last resort. Like, you, I would have been fine if you got like a third round pick for him. Like, what? I f- really feel like ownership is like, you cannot trade him unless it's for like three first round picks. And they're like, we're not going to get that. So I guess we'll just keep him. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, that's what I got. I, I would honestly love to see like Kevin O'Connell and Quasey just try and sabotage Kirk. Just like. <laughs> <laughs> It sounds like a like crappy peacock like twelve step series. drops just every like, play. Come on, you got to do it. Yeah, we're gonna do it in the shotgun. We're going to like just run stuff that Kurt can't do. Like yeah. he, this is this looks a lot like John DiFilippo's read, offense. Read oh option. yeah, it's, it is. Go. Yeah, read options. Like, pistol. Let's see what we can do. Well, since Kirk is here and everything is going in that direction, that brings our attention to the rest of the roster. And that includes Daniel Hunter. Jeremy Fowler of ESPN called the Vikings and said the Vikings are actively shopping or not actively shopping Hunter, but teams have inquired about him due to the Viking salary cap situation. Uh, After the cousins deal, the Vikings are $2.4 million over the salary cap, according to over the cap Uh, Hunter as a $25.8 million cap number an 18 million dollar roster bonus due on march 20th now that kirk cousins is locked up what do you think they do with daniel hunter um i don't think it's a good idea to trade him anymore that's for sure if you're if you're bringing cousins back you better give him the tools to succeed like because if you take away his best pass rusher like then then you, you're relying on Kirk Cousins and the offense to score like what, 35, 40 points a game. And, you know, they were good last year and the year before or whatever. But are they, did they, are they that good? Like, are they good enough to do that? And I'm not so sure. So I think the Vikings have always wanted to keep Daniel Hunter. I think that report is interesting that it says that teams have called the Vikings and not that the Vikings are, are calling around shopping Daniel Hunter. It's kind of it feels kind of similar to the the Kirk situation where teams were were pretty aware that the Vikings were open to, to trading Kirk Cousins, um, and they called them. So I feel like it's something similar. I did see the Bills were kind of interested in Daniel Hunter, um, and the Vikings, of course, have had experience dealing with the Bills and uh, trades before. Um, but I don't think you can you can't trade him anymore. Like you got to figure out a way to keep him. Also, it, of course, it depends on what um 
Daniel Hunter wants because does he want to stay stick around? And I've heard he's fine in a three four, like he's okay with it, it switching and everything. And or does he want to go to the Giants and be with Andre Patterson or or somewhere else where that you know that's going to pay him? Um, so so I I don't know. I think you got to keep him. I think this this regime. I thought this regime valued pass rushers and and offensive linemen, you know, more. I'm not so sure about what they value at this point in time, but I feel like you got to keep them if you're keeping Kirk. Like, like if you're going to keep the, you know, the guy that is probably most, no, nah, he's not most valuable. Justin Jefferson is, but like one of the most valuable parts of your offense, you should keep one of the most valuable parts of your defense, especially since he's pretty young still. He's, he's what, 27? Um, and when he's been on the field, he's just been a monster. So I think you got to figure out a way to keep him. Like get, if you have to get rid of like Kendricks or Smith or Harrison Smith before Hunter, do that. Like do what you can to keep Daniel Hunter though. Like he's, I feel like he's worth the risk compared to those guys. What do you think? I think you're right in terms of like hierarchy. Like I'd rather cut Smith or Kendricks. Like if I had yeah. to get rid of one, like I'd, I'd rather do that as opposed to get rid of Daniel Hunter. Um, With Hunter, it's such a weird situation for me because you look at what the bears got for Cleo Mack and you get a second round pick this year from the chargers and you got a, tw- a six round pick in 2023. But my friend was talking to me about this and he goes, okay, like Hunter's still serviceable. We know he can rush the passer. He's just yep. gotten hurt the last two seasons, right? The Vikings went through something kind of similar with Chris Dolman back in 1995. And Dolman was way up there in age. He was 33 at the time, but they traded him to the Atlanta Falcons. They got a first round pick and they swapped second round picks. The guys they got in that deal, it was Derek Alexander that was taken with the 11th overall pick. And he had like 17 and a half sacks in four years and the Vikings got rid of him. Like Mm -hmm. just a bust. And the second round pick turned out to be David Palmer, who was a third round, third down back and a punt returner. So that worked out well. Then Dolman came Meanwhile, back. Yeah, well, well, I'm, I'm getting to that because okay. Dolman wound up in Atlanta. I think he had a modest season, hit free agency, went to the 49ers, which yep. 90s 49ers, hello, and had yep. double digit sacks in three straight seasons before, as you alluded to, going back to the Vikings. Like the Vikings could have used Chris Dolman next to John Randall in 1998. Maybe they could have gotten Chris Chandler and, you know, gone to the Super Bowl. That's that's just the thing there. So when you think about trading some of these veterans, especially one like Hunter, who's still in the prime of his career, this is like late prime. But I mean, he could be good until he's 30. Hell, like he could be good until his mid 30s, like Chris Dolman was. Like you just don't know. So, yeah. Yeah, I feel I like mean, pass rushers last longer than than most positions. Like, you yep. know, like guys like Dwight Freeney and even Everson Griffin, um, they're yeah. pretty good until like their mid thirties. He's already uh, since nineteen eighty two. That is when sacks became an official st- stat. He is fit all time in franchise history uh, with yeah. sixty and a half sacks. He's ninth according to Pro Football References count, which like takes into account all the. Like they went back yeah, they and like watched yeah, all did. the games yep. and tallied it up. So like yep. Carl Eller and uh, Alan Page, Alan Page are in there and all that stuff. Like it's kind of interesting to look back on, but For sure. um, yeah, like like you just said. I mean, even with these veterans that they're talking about getting rid of, like Dalvin Cook, 
Adam Thielen, Eric Kendricks, Harrison Smith. Like you can't you can't get rid of them anymore. Not this year. Maybe next year. No. Um, but not this year. It's, and a lot of them, like even with Dalvin Cook, like you're not gonna get like as far as cap space wise, it's not gonna free up a bunch of money if you trade him. What do you like? I feel like maybe his tra- trade value is as high as it could be this year for Dalvin Cook. But what do, what are you gonna? How many teams are gonna give you? Like I saw. Uh, something about Saquon Barkley having like mid-round pick value. Uh, so like, so like, what are you gonna get for a running back who's making like twelve million a year? Like, how many teams are gonna give up assets for that? Like, they they would want him. He's talented, but not at the amount of money that he's making. So like I said, the Vikings have a lot of bad contracts, which is why I'm like, what are you like? Why are you not taking advantage of this 2022 year to just like clean slate everything? Give yourself like the best chance but you know they're 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 running it back you know they're you know what seven and nine and two 2020 and eight and nine last year and let's do it again like why 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 what are they gonna say when they go 500 next year like yeah whose whose fault is it gonna be next year because (laughs) you got rid of the coach you got rid of the gm who who are you blaming next year like who did they keep they kept keenan mccardell is gonna be his fault because he's still with the the old from the old regime it's gonna be you know the the equipment manager's fault because he's been with the franchise for like 30 years like who who are we blaming next year that isn't named kirk cousins because because don't don't blame him don't blame him because if if the offensive line was made up of a bunch of all pros if the defense is ranked number one if the kicker never missed kicks Kirk Cousins, he would be an MVP quarterback, but what? because the Vikings can't do that, it's his fault. It's not his that's fault. That's the whole thing that's kind of weird about this. Like, we're getting back to Cousins again, but I mean, like, the moves <laughs> that they made, it, it, it's like, this is all Mike Zimmer's fault. It's not Rick, yeah. Rick Spielman's fault. We like the roster, but Mike Zimmer Yeah, was, what do you, why whatever. are you keeping the roster? Why did you fire the GM, but you're keeping his roster? What? Yeah. Like, what did he do? He must have done something like that has nothing to do with the f- football. Wait, wait, wait! You put your pants on over your shoes? Yeah, yeah. No, no, you're <laughs> fired, dude. That's like serial killer stuff. Like, come on, man. Wait, you can't answer just... a question about the guy that you signed if he can win a Super Bowl or not. You're fired. Well, well, you see, Kirk is a very accurate quarterback, accurate, very and accurate. Uh, you know. If you put good pieces around him, he he could be very good. And he, never his know. stats, like when you look at his stats and um, all that stuff. And um, yeah, well, look at Philadelphia. I mean, Philadelphia <laughs> won a Super Bowl, and in the 1963 season, Bart Starr uh, won with the Green Bay Packers. They had a guy that was hungover because he got drunk the night before in the Super yeah. Bowl. Um, you never see that anymore. Uh, Len Dawson was drinking a beer and smoking a cigarette when he uh, beat the Vikings in Super Bowl, whatever it was in the 70s. And it was so bad. The AFL and the NFL had a merger. And um, yeah, Kirk Cousins. Yeah. Um, what's your next question? Yeah. <laughs> no. Uh, yeah. I blacked uh, out what happened. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. you're. Yeah, that's, that's what Rick Spielman does. He probably did that too. Every time he tried to come up with an excuse for any player, really, he's just like, the master of excuses, um, which uh, with with Quasi, like I was so I'm I'm still excited about him and like what he can do for the Vikings. I'm not gonna sit here and be like 
this one move is going to be like, ah, oh, he sucks. Like, he's terrible now. And, like, I'm so excited about Kevin O'Connell. Like, if you've seen that video with him talking to Justin Jefferson, there is no way you can, like, not watch that and be pumped about that guy being the Vikings coach because he's like, seems like he's all about the players. And, you know, this is the initial phase. This is like his introduction to everybody. He's got to, he's got to put that on and be like, we're going to, we're going to make you, you know, Randy Moss 2.0. Like, he's going to say all those things. But obviously, you got to get on the field and do that. But they cut I'm still off excited. Yeah. I'm still excited yeah. about this, this team. Like, I'm still excited about the, the guys they brought in. I, change was necessary. Let's, let's not get that wrong. Change was necessary. They could have used a little more change. Uh, there might be more coming, but I'm still looking forward to seeing what this new regime can do. And hopefully with other moves, ownership will let them do what they want to do. Uh, otherwise I'm going to just not be excited if they just sit there and they're like, okay, we're, we're, we're just going to sign depth guys and, and, and run back all the, all the guys we got. It's like, how many times are we going to do this? Like, the guys that the Vikings have clearly are not enough. Like, what, what is that next step that, that these guys are going to reach with a, a coach? Like, he can only do so much. So, I don't know. I, um, I can wait for the, the preseason to get here. Or training camp or whatever, I guess. OTAs. I bet whatever. you after, after that whole Jefferson clip, they, like, cut off camera and be like, Hey, um, by the way, we're probably going to extend Kirk. You're, you're what? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Cut out. Gotta go. I, uh, <laughs> oh, you're breaking up. You know. I, I, I can't hear you. <laughs> See you later. Um, well, I think we should probably wrap things up. What do you think? I think it's good. I think we've talked enough about Kirk Cousins for today. Uh, I'm well, sure, I don't know if we'll talk about him in the future. He, he doesn't ever <laughs> give anyone to talk about anything to talk about. But we won't talk about him being traded um, for a while, at least uh, 2024, I guess. It's the first time yeah. that we can probably start thinking about that. Um, Next week, I'm still we gonna... will discuss his uh, preference of non-marbled meat. <laughs> do, you, do you think, is there any chance the Vikings still draft a quarterback this year in the first round? Or you think that's completely out of the picture now? Ah... Do they really want to sit on a guy for two years? I was going to say. Like, do the old Jordan Love thing? I mean, now <laughs> well, now you have to draft for deed. That, that didn't this, Rod, this didn't, changes the whole thing. How long did Rodgers sit? How long did Rodgers sit? Three years? Two years? Three? He sat for a while. Four? Yeah. He sat for a while. Four seems a little too much. But that's but Brett Favre. Three seems Kirk about Cousins, right. Kirk Cousins is not Brett Favre. Kirk so, Cousins is no. definitely not Brett Favre. No. But. but well, I don't think well, they're anyway, I don't think they're going to. Yeah. Well, anyway, that's all the time we have for today's show. Don't forget to like, share, comment, subscribe so you never miss a new video. For Adam Patrick and my bed in the background, I am Chris Shad signing off, and we'll see you next time on the Viking Age Podcast.
Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.